When someone says they want a career in comic books, it's fair to assume that they probably mean drawing them or writing them. But like so many creative fields, there are so many more roles involved. On today's show, we meet a woman who is carving out a career as a comic book editor for Marvel. I'm Liam Garrity. It's time to meet your maker. <coughs> Excuse me. Meet your maker. As far as I'm concerned, Heather Anthos is living the dream. So weird to go from sitting around a bonfire with your friends in the summer, like pitching your own Star Wars, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like this happened? And like, now I get paid for that? Heather is an editor for Marvel Comics on titles like Star Wars, Deadpool, and Gwenpool, but comic book editing wasn't always the plan. I went to college for film and theater. I'd done performing my entire life. After college, I was, I was kind of done with that. And I had a friend who was like, well, you know, you've you've always been into comics. Like, why don't you do that? As a kid, Heather watched the 60s Batman TV show religiously. I was obsessed. Like, I loved this. Like, Batman 66 is like my jam. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed with Adam West Batman. You filthy criminals. That was my first introduction to, I guess, like superheroes. But also, like, I've been, you know, drawing before I could walk. And my mom has these at home. It's like my own comics I made before I knew what comics were. You know, I would do, like, word balloons and stuff like that. And and I know for a fact I didn't read comics, you know. Like, this was just something that I did. So it's just kind of always been a part of me. Do you remember any of the stories like, you know, are we going to see any Marvel adaptations of your work from when you were small? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, don't, I don't really remember many of them. I did create my own superhero called the Crimson Nifty. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of the bomb diggity. Um, I'm not going to lie. Heather started to think about her friend's suggestion of becoming an editor. It had never crossed my mind that, like, oh, yeah, people make these for a living. Like, it never crossed my mind that this was an actual job that people could do. So I started to look into it. That's when I realized that, you know, there are books on how to become an artist in comics, how to draw comics, how to color, how to write comics. But there's nothing on editing. And so it, it became a puzzle to me, and I was very curious about it. So I just began sending tweets out to different editors in the industry who will talk with me, who will sit me down and explain what this mystery of editing is. Well, at a comics convention, Marvel editor Jordan D. White stepped up to the plate. He explained, like, editing is a lot like putting on a show. It's, you know, you're casting the book, you're, and you got a deadline. You, you have, you know, no matter what, the show must go on. And so it's up to you to make sure it happens in the best form possible while still protecting the integrity of, you know, the story that you're working on. And this was just so fascinating to me. And I remember after coming home from that convention, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to figure out how to do it no matter what. And my goal was, I was 24 at the time, my goal was, you know, by 30, I want to be working for a publisher and I want to be an editor at a publisher. So I began to put together my own comic anthology to kind of be like my resume because I was too old to get an internship. I'd already graduated college. That wasn't going to happen. So I had to like be able to prove that I could do the job, I guess. 
the anthology just kind of took off. I put a couple requests out on Twitter, and next thing I knew, I had over 100 submissions. You know, before when I was worried, like, I'm not going to have enough people for this, I'm now having to actually, like, make cuts and make tough choices, and um, which was a really good experience to do. And then we did a Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter made, like, 12 grand, and... I got asked to speak at the Kickstarter panel at New York Comic Con. I also want to share the wisdom of our panelists. So we have Heather Antos. Heather, come on up. Heather did Unlawful Good. My name is Declan Shalvey. I am a comic book artist slash writer, question mark. Declan is from County Clare in Ireland and has been working on American comics for the past 10 years. At conventions, aspiring artists will often come up to him and ask if he can take a look at their portfolios. Heather walked up to him with the anthology comic she'd edited and asked, Hey, would you mind looking at this comic I made? I was like, oh, sure. Brilliant. You know, I was looking through it. I'm like, oh, what's your name? She's like, Heather. And I didn't see her name like as artist or writer. I'm like, oh, what, what is it you, you want to do? And she's like, oh, I want to edit comics. I was that. I've never heard somebody say that before. You know, it's always writing or drawing. But like, there's like, like, there's way more to. There's lettering, design, promotion. There's loads of aspects to it. It's publishing. You know, and with being an editor, you do have a sense of authorship over the work without, like, you know, being the writer or whatnot. I was just really impressed with that's not what I was expecting. And she was beginning to cry. It was like a crime anthology. I was like, oh well, if you like crime, like I knew these crime writers because I'm a big fan of crime com- crime comics. Says, oh, you should talk to X, Y, and Z. Like you know, and I was very encouraging, especially when it's a woman. Like to to be frank, like we need more women in the industry. Too many of them are talked out of it for being they're just talked down to. And then why would they even be interested? So I was like, yes, you should talk to this person, that person, and you know, best luck. I mean, I had no idea. Within a year, she was my boss. <laughs> and it, it was just crazy, you know, everything that happened in six months. And while at New York Comic Con, I ran back into Jordan White. And I was just like, hey, you know, like, look what I've been up to since we last talked. And he said to me, you know, would you ever be interested in moving to New York? And I was like, 100%. He's like, well, good, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. A month goes by and I have an interview. Um, and next thing I know, I'm moving out to New York from Michigan and I'm working at Marvel Comics. <laughs> like, it was just crazy. Within a year, she was, like, commissioning me stuff. It just goes to show being nice to somebody at a convention costs you nothing, you know, but could, like, you know, work out well. Coming up after the break... Heather and Star Wars. This episode of Meet Your Maker is brought to you by Restored Hearing, a company changing the way the world hears by ridding it of avoidable hearing damage. Neil Curran, an improv performer, has suffered with tinnitus since he was 14. I was reading the Beano comic book in bed one night and I became aware of this, of a ringing in my ears, didn't know what it was, and it became quite, became quite anxious about it, as you would. And from there, it kind of evolved over the years to become this very loud, intrusive sound that beats against my eardrum 24-7. Neil tried sound relief from Restored Hearing. It's a tinnitus sound therapy which aims to reduce tinnitus severity within the first month of treatment. I tried it and I found it was certainly effective and like most things, you're not sticking pills in your body. You're not doing something hippie-ish that involves you, you know, doing something that's, that's ludicrous. I tried it and I found success with it. If you or someone you know suffers from tinnitus, try Restored Hearing sound relief app now with a free seven-day trial. No credit card details are required and if you like it, you you can get $10 off your first purchase by using the code MAKER at the checkout. Heather was now an editor at Marvel. Everything was happening pretty fast. It was terrifying. I mean, at the same time I got the job offer from Marvel, I had a job offer from Dark Horse at the same time, and which was, like, very cool, but 
terrifying because, you know, I'm from a small town in Michigan. No matter what choice I make, like, this is going to, like, really affect the rest of my life. You know, you're moving to either the West Coast or the East Coast. And my goal, my dream in life has always been to move to New York. So that kind of answered itself. But yeah, it was a lot all at once. It's all of a sudden, you know, very adult decisions. And and like I was 24 at the time. So it was crazy, but it's super exciting. And like I knew going into Marvel, like I'm going to be working on Star Wars. I'm going to be working on Deadpool. The conversation Heather had with Marvel editor Jordan D. White back at the beginning when she was trying to figure things out, it really stuck with her. The one thing that sucks in my head is he said, Tom Brevoor always says, making a comic is like alchemy. You know, it's all about putting a bunch of different ingredients in a pot and you know, hoping what comes out is gold. And that's what's so much fun. There's this like raw science to taking, you know, this writer and this artist and this character with this premise and seeing what happens. Like say you have Deadpool walks into a bar and that that's your pitch. You know, you give that to Bendis, you give that to Latour, you give that to Jason Aaron, you're going to get a completely different story each time. And each time, you know, if you're having... Declan Shalvey or Humberto Ramos or Giuseppe Camicoli, like you're going to have a completely different art style. And, and it's so cool. It's just so exciting. And so like that really stuck with me. You know, it is more than just proofreading. It is more than just maintaining a schedule. It, it's being able to have the eye for that sort of thing. Plus she gets to edit Star Wars comics. It's insane. It is like unbelievably sane. I'm a Star Wars nut through and through. Like I, you know, I grew up watching the movies in college. I played the West End tabletop RPG game. Like I had, a, I had a campaign with my friends that was like four years long. I don't know who you are or where you came from. From now on, you do as I tell you, okay? And now it's not just like paid to come up with ideas, but like they actually count. You have like people at Lucasfilm, like producers for like cartoon shows or games. Like they have toys of characters that I helped created. And, 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 you know, it's mind boggling to me. Like it's so surreal and, and terrifying, but in the best way possible. Heather gets a real buzz from doing this work. Getting to create something from nothing, you know, like getting, getting to like have this crazy idea and pitching it to my boss and like, yeah, do that. And then like finding the right, you know, like for instance, we were asked to do a 60 page Deadpool story. Like we, we need something and you need to do it. And so it was like super tight deadlines. We had, we had nothing, you know? So like, we're just pitching things back and forth. And I was like, oh, what if we did Shakespeare Deadpool, Shakespeare, if you will, the mercenary of Venice, you know, Jordan liked that. And he's like, Let's let's do that, you know. And so I was like, okay, who can we get to write this? Oh, let's let's ask the guy who did the the Star Wars Shakespeare adaptations, you know, and, and, and getting to like create something from nothing and then having it be great. Like and and then like seeing the reaction from fans, like being able to connect with people all over the world and it's just so cool. You don't have a lot of things like that. So with a career trajectory going faster than the Millennium Falcon making the Kessel run, what's next for Heather? When I did this, when I started, I was 24 and my goal was to work for a publisher by 30. Like I hit that goal in six months. Like I hit that goal before I was 25. So uh, tomorrow's literally my birthday. I'm about to turn 27. Uh, and, and it's kind of like this, like I still need a new 30 goal. But it, I don't know, like it's just been such an exciting adventure from like 
creating my own anthology. Now I'm, you know, assistant editing on Star Wars and Deadpool. And now I'm like full editing, you know, some of my own books. Like, where is the limit? There is no limit. So right now it's like, well, let's see what else I get to do at Marvel. And then who knows? Yeah, maybe one day I would like to go freelance and, and, and work on other stuff or, you know, edit Batman. Like, who knows? You know, like there there's so many possibilities and I'm still so young that... I'm just I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Meet Your Maker was presented and produced by me, Liam Garrity. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you're in Dublin, Ireland this week, Meet Your Maker is appearing at the Sounds Alive listening party in the Liquor Rooms on Wednesday the 30th of August at 7.30pm along with the brilliant Radio Atlas podcast. Don't miss it. Full details of how to get tickets are on meetyourmaker.ie. And last thing, and I have this weird feeling you know what I'm going to say. You guessed it. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. Don't even think about it. Just do it. I will love you forever. Okay, thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>